You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I've got another Yorkshire person with me today, a northerner, and I've got to apologise in advance because when I talk to people from Yorkshire, my accent comes out really, really thick. I can talk in a, a posher accent, but yeah, whenever I talk to anybody from Yorkshire, it's, it does come out. So I do apologise in advance, and her name is Harriet Rose Grant. Hi, Harriet. Hiya. How are you hey, doing? Thank you I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Now, people call you H. Yeah, yeah, nickname H. Where did that all stem from? Is, is that just life? Yeah, I think so. My dad called me. It was always my dad's nickname, but then I think, yeah, people have just caught on to it, really. Oh, fair enough. How's everything treating you now, then? Obviously, we've... we've I, I hate talking about this, but, it, oh, it's... It's what is happening now. It's it's the coronavirus. And we've all been locked down for like three months now. Everybody's not doing anything. You know, how are you coping with it all? I think I'm doing all right. Um, to start with, it was really rough. Um, yeah, I didn't really cope at the beginning. But I think you just kind of deal with it. Yeah. And get to a point where you're like, okay, well, I've got to get on with it. Let's make something out of it, whatever that'll be. But yeah. Yeah, I think, I think right now. <laughs> I mean, I know where you're coming from because at first it's such a big change, and mm. I suffered with because I suffered with depression and anxiety really bad, and I got this almost like cabin fever to begin with. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you're stuck in like the same four walls, I mean, lucky up here because a lot of the houses do have like gardens, unless you're in like the city centre, and then you've yeah. got you know you're just that. in an apartment. So at least we've got like space to roam around. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I'd, God, I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't, like, sit in a garden or just go somewhere for a walk. Yeah. I'd have lost <laughs> Probably would have lost it. Now we're, yeah. now we're chatting on Zoom. And to, I'll just for everybody out there, it is the 10th of June. So the time now is 3.09. This podcast will probably be on the air for, I don't know how many years they stay on for. It's like forever. Forever. <laughs> so it's just to give a listeners an idea of where we are time frame. And we're on talking on Zoom, and I can see in like your room, I see a Southern Comfort bottle with some, is that some flowers in the bottle? The, they're not real flowers. Oh, they're, they're fake flowers. <laughs> yeah, it's to look pretty. Yeah. yeah, it completes the room. Yeah, yeah. I normally take it when I do gigs, it's normally on my merch table with some little fairy lights in it. Oh, so it, it's that's quite awesome. Pretty. I mean, I've got, I've got Jack Daniels bottles and Jim Beam do- uh, bottles downstairs, so I need to... I was thinking, like, cutting the bottom of it and having, like, fairy lights in there to put, like, around the garden just to make it sparkle yeah. a bit. No, you should do it. You should do it. You can just, well, just spread it through the top. I have got um, a Jack Daniels bottle downstairs that I wanted to put a light bulb in, you know, like, one of those cool ones, but I, I don't know how to start with cutting glass and stuff like that. So. Oh, God. I, I keep watching, like, YouTube videos on everything, like, especially, like, home DIY, and it's like, oh, my God, I could do this. I don't have to pay somebody to <laughs> change this now. It's great. <laughs> DIY expert. <laughs> well, it's YouTube. YouTube teaches us everything. Yeah, no, it does. It's good for cooking, that's for sure. Now, one thing YouTube's good for is discovering music. Mm-hmm. And I discovered quite a lot of your music through YouTube. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, what's up? It's not... Ugh, gosh. Especially it like, is me. Especially like 2014. 
Yeah, no, can we not? <laughs> the thing is, though, I look, I watch these videos, and yes, it's like the music awards in northern towns. I won't mention uh, town names, um, but listen to your voice then, and then like listen to it now, during, especially during your live streams. You still had a powerful set of lungs, a lot younger. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. When I first started out, actually, I started in a rock band. Um, yeah. I did used to just kind of blast everything as loud as I could. Um, but yeah, still, still here. Still a bit, <laughs> still a strong voice, but I, I don't know where it came from back then. I think I just wanted to be a rock star, really. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're from Yorkshire. You're from like the Sheffield area. A lot of music comes from like Sheffield. It's like pulp and Arctic Monkeys and Revenant the Makers, yeah, indie exactly. bands, indie rocky bands. And that's what I yeah. grew up with. You know, it's I'm 27, so I was brought up in this like indie punky poppy era. Mm-hmm. You know, is that what like influences you going into music at a young age? It was. I mean, I, I grew up in terms of being paying attention to music I grew up with my dad and my brother so it was like I had my brother's side of it which was a lot of the punk and Green Day Blink 182 some 41 and a lot of the indie stuff as well Arctic Monkeys and then I had my dad's side which was like the Smiths yeah. and that that was a lot of what I was brought up on and then in my early teens I found Taylor Swift and Lady Anne Spenman was like oh my god this is me this is where I belong not your stuff like this is this is what I want um, but I do think I carry probably more of the the indie side when I write my songs um, rather than the straight-up country influence. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you've got a very a southern twang, but it's not a twang. It's like a, it's just a southern feel to your voice. Now, I've been listening to some of your songs. I'm not going to mention the name of the songs um, because... Some of them may be on your new EP. Now, do you want to tell us quickly, like, your new EP, it was supposed to come out earlier. What's happening with it? Um, So the original plan with the EP was to have it out about March, April time. I went into the studio back in January. So it was all set up and it seemed like this perfect plan. And then, obviously, Corona came along and said no to that. And I couldn't get into a studio to do anything, any of the changes I needed. Um, so it's kind of just come to a bit of a standstill, unfortunately. It's a shame that. I mean, it's affected a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. quite drastically. The fact that they can't go into studios, a lot of artists don't have the home equipment to, you know, to get even like the laying down the tracks. You know, yeah. is, is that something that you've been finding? Do you have anything at home that you can like lay down music with? No, I mean, in hindsight, you're like, if I'm going to buy a lot of stuff when this is, <laughs> I can, just so I've got it, should this happen again at any point. I've got a microphone and whatnot, but my computer just it, it doesn't handle it, so I can't even record. The, the minute I open Logic, it's like, nah, sorry, <laughs> a crash. So it's been really frustrating. I mean, it's great. It's great, these live streams. I mean, you say that you haven't got the equipment, but when you're performing these live streams with your guitar and your voice is just so... it belts through it is just so loud it is so awesome it, yeah just <laughs> I'm looking forward to actually seeing what is created when it does ever get created 
Yeah, no, I'm, oh, I can't wait. I've been desperate for so long to get a band behind me um, because it's, it's, I enjoy gigging, it's just me and my guitar, but, but I just, I know that I'd be like stomping around stage, having fun and be able to put the guitar down and really just sing. Um, obviously when I was in a band, I could do that. So yeah. I, I know what it feels like and how much I was, oh, I wanted it. So now I've, I've got some tracks with full band sounds. I'll be able to, you know, get some musicians, be like, yeah, just play this, it's gonna be really cool. Uh, and I, I can't wait for people to hear it. Have you got I'm like sorry. a, have you got like a whole band set up ready for when it does actually all kick off again and people are recording and you start gigging? Have you got like a band there ready to go with you? Well, this isn't, I'd started to. Um, I've got a couple of people that are on board, um, but we've never rehearsed. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully they're still on board. I should probably check in with that and make sure they've not changed their mind over what, the last couple of months. What you should do is have like a, um, a Zoom session, like a jamming session with them and then see if they're still happy yeah. with it. Well, yeah, I could try that actually. I don't know about lag, but... We'll do like a bit at a time. So do you know what you're playing? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you can always, I mean, we can always wing it. Everything's, especially because it's such a uncertain time at the moment. We have to like wing everything. It's crazy. Yeah, true. Yeah. I might give that a go though, actually. It's worth a, it's worth a shot. I am, yeah. <laughs> Just me. It won't hurt anybody. That's the main no, thing. No. So where did you actually uh, want to start recording the EP? You know, is there anything actually laid down yet or... Is it literally? Yeah, um, pretty much everything in terms of musicians and vocals to a point is it's all down. There yeah. are a few things that I um, would quite like to change if I can, um, just to change the feel and sounds. But yeah, it is, it is pretty much there, really. Oh, it's so exciting. Exciting, yeah, it is. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy reading, like, Twitter. Everybody, everybody is screaming about you. Every, you've got such a fan base behind you already. And, you know, you're barely even scratching the surface yet. Wait till you're a year down the line and you're just, you're performing at C2C and Long Road and everything. Yeah. It's going to be great. That would be a dream to perform at C2C and Long Road. That would be an absolute dream. I have to say, been, everybody's been really patient, though, because I've, I've been gigging quite a while. More so only in the country scene for the past, well, it's probably the start of last year. Yeah. Uh, I was really, I found myself in a sound that I was like, this this is me, I know where I'm going with this now. Um, but for years it's been, have you asked me to record it? I'd be like, no. <laughs> you asked me, no, where can I find your music? It's like, I haven't got anything. And it's been such a downfall and... Yeah, but um, I think to finally have something and to be able to, for my fans to be able to have it as well and listen to it, I just I hope they like it. That's, that's the next big thing. <laughs> oh, well, especially because I mentioned these live streams, you read the comments that come through, especially even after the fact, you read them actually because it's like in real time. And yeah. everybody's like, whoa, go, you know, go you, Harriet, go, go H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think everyone's everyone's ready for it. It's just obviously timing's just been so naff. Yeah, hundred percent naff. Yeah, it did at the start of this year. I bought a diary. I've never had a diary. I was like, this year's gonna be my year. I've got everything set out. I'd, I'd had a really really busy year just gigging last year. I was like, I need to reach people. I need to get out of 
this little bubble of Sheffield and uh, you know and because it's got such a fantastic music scene but it is it you kind of just get stuck here so I was like I'm gonna go I went up to Scotland Newcastle down to London Dublin as far as I could get without you know I, I mean I didn't do Europe unfortunately um but this year I was like right so now is the year I'm gonna knuckle down I'm gonna record I'm gonna get everything out I'm gonna tour I'm gonna get a band and then look what happened it's like it's just this is my look really this is my look 100% summed up but it could be fine. It'll be fine. I mean, I, there's a there's like a meme going over. I think it's Facebook, and it's like if 2020 was a card, and it's like the fingers are like oh, I see, all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is this year. Yeah. At least, at least the main thing is, it's allowed us all to take a step back and prepare for the future. You know, look mm. at the longer picture. No, definitely. It's it's kind of been nice a little bit, and I, I've said this in a few a few different interviews and whatnot. I, I run at 100 miles an hour all the time, and um, it is how I cope with life. I've, I've struggled really, really bad with health anxiety and, and things like that, and if I'm not busy, then it just completely consumes me. Uh, so I, I have to have gigs, and I was... I was working up until a couple of weeks ago and now I'm unemployed. But it's, it's kind of done the opposite. When it when it first kicked in, it's like, oh, I'm going to have to isolate. It was horrifying. But as it's gone on a little bit, it's actually been quite nice to go, okay, well, I've got time to do things I've never had time to do. Yeah. Okay, like, how is this going to work? How, when I look at, well, I've, Probably, I don't know, I'm quite positive. I'm like, well, it's, you know, November, December and everything's fine. I'll be gigging again. Um, just putting stuff in place that I've never had time to sit down and look at. Yeah. It's, it has been quite nice to just not worry as much for a while, I guess. That That's the thing that I've found really strange is because I've always, I work as an engineer. That's my main trade. You know, this yeah. is what I do, you know, on the side to help other artists. And it's been so weird for me because I always get up at like 4 a.m. I'm always at work for like 6 a.m. I'm always home at like 5 p.m. You know, so used to being in a routine, you know, set life. And now it's like a new normal. You know, you wake up in the morning, you go downstairs, you say hi to everybody, you know, you have a cup of tea or coffee and (laughs) you just go with your day. And it just seems so much more easy, not easy, but. No, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like the I hope it like, goes back to normal. We can take something out of it a little bit. I don't know what it'll be. But, yeah. Yeah, I, t- I totally get that. I mean, like you, you know, I can run a 100 mile an hour, you know, whether it's mentally or physically or emotionally. <laughs> and the it's nice to slow down, you know, whether it's 50 mile an hour or 10 mile an hour. Yeah, you know, yeah. hopefully that's the one thing that we can take forward and then still progress. You yes, know. yeah, exactly. So there we go. You know, philosophy on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, life lessons, one on one. Now, one of the life lessons, there's a big debate going on at the moment. I normally ask this at the end of the podcasts. Now, mm-hmm. Linda likes to call them a Jaffa Nugget, Linda Conway. Oh, Linda. Oh, I love Linda. Yeah. Now... What to you is a Jaffa cake? A cake or a biscuit? I would say a biscuit. Biscuit? 
Yeah. And I don't know if that's because I just feel guilty in a full packet of cakes. Maybe. It's not as bad as it's biscuits. <laughs> I love that little maybe. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was um I was at the studio and they brought some biscuits in. Well, brought Jaffa cakes in. And I just demolished the whole two packets. Like you, once I open it, I can't stop. Yeah. So I always have like, in calories. It's fine. <laughs> but I still ate the whole packet. And that was like, only a couple of days ago. No, I said biscuit. Biscuit. See, I always say cake because it's a sponge. Now, some other people have mentioned biscuit because of its dunkability. You can dunk a Jaffa cake into a cup of tea or coffee, whereas you can't dunk a uh, bit of Victoria slice in a drink. Oh, no. I know. Uh, Victoria sponge, you drink. Do you dunk biscuits? You know, I don't actually drink tea or coffee. You don't drink tea? Oh, no. What's going on? I drink hot chocolate, but that's about it for hot drinks. Oh, hot chocolate. There's a, um, what is it? There's a video I was watching on Facebook. I think it was two or three days ago. And it was showing me how to make different types of hot chocolate. And one's like the cheap, like instant instant powder, you know, just chuck it in a oh, bit yeah. of milk. And, you know, the quick and easy way that you get at like normal Costas or wherever. And then mm-hmm. he was showing me like... Um, double cream and then getting like actual whole bits of chocolate and then melting it in a pan and then stirring it and then sieving it and a lot of effort, isn't it a lot of effort but oh my god it looked it looked thick and divine and oh <laughs> i want the hot chocolate <laughs> so yeah welcome to a music podcast and we'll talk about jaffa cakes not chocolate. <laughs> nothing better nothing better i mean it's life it's, it's what we go through these yeah. critical questions Next, uh, next critical question, though, I need to ask you is pineapple on pizza. This one's a Rachel Selleck favourite. Yes, 100%. My favourite pizza. Have Good girl. Love it. That is my favourite pizza. <laughs> I love it. See, a lot of people say it shouldn't be on there, but I think it I should. I've never tried it. You know, I think it's a, oh, fruit on pizza. I'm not having that. But I think we've just never tried it. Because if you tried it, it's nice. Exactly. It's like having peanut butter and chocolate, you know, salty sweet. It goes. Yeah, that's all it is. And it happens, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Just try it. Is there anything you wouldn't eat? I don't like mushrooms. Mushrooms? I can, I can see that. I mean, I can take them or leave them. Mm. Probably just mushrooms. I don't know, I would say, oh, and fish. Mm, Yeah, not much of a potato, really. All kinds of fish. Yeah. Even from Chippy? (laughs) <laughs> um, if I, you know, I've got to sound like a right weirdo. If I if I'm craving it, like oh, fish and chips, or fish and chips. Yeah. Most of the time, it's just seafood and fish on a bit like that. Yeah. I think it's more thought and the fishiness. Fair enough. <laughs> what makes a Sunday dinner for you then? Oh no, you see, I don't really like Sunday dinners. Oh. It's not that I don't like them. I think they're just a bit boring. You see. Every, almost every household, and especially Yorkshire, we have, you know, they have Sunday dinners every Sunday religiously. Now, I had that as a kid growing up, and then you do kind of get, not bored of it, but it becomes the same thing. You you become expected to it, and then when Christmas comes around, it's not the same. Well, yeah, Christmas Christmas dinner's just like a Sunday dinner, isn't it, with a bit of trimmings. Exactly. Is there any trimmings you wouldn't have on, like, a Christmas dinner? Brussels sprouts or all that? 
Not really. I mean, I have about 10 pigs in blankets. Oh, definitely. I've got to have pigs in blankets. The great thing with like Tesco and Morrison's and all that is, especially if you're looking like the party section in the freezer, it's just... The party foods, the best food. Best bit going. (laughs) Yeah, agree, party food. What is... (laughs) Going on, we'll carry on with this little bit of a subject for a little bit longer. What is your favourite, say, like, death row meal? What is your, oh. like, ultimate favourite meal? Three course. Oh. That is tough, that. Oh, no, I feel like I'm going to regret whatever I say because I think of something really good afterwards. It's always the case. Mm, OK. Um, for me, oh, gosh, no. We'll work backwards. Dessert. What's your favourite dessert? Dessert, I love. Um, Chocolate-covered strawberries or banoffee pie. Oh, banoffee pie. I've got banoffee pie. I've got banoffee pie. I've banoffee pie. Okay, we'll go starter. We'll leave the main till last. Starter, probably some, like, banging chicken wings. Oh, yeah. I get like, that. Because re- when you have really, really good chicken wings, you're like... They were good, and you can never get the same again. You try and do them at home, and it's like, yeah... Yeah, no. Maybe. Why am I saying chicken? Yeah, I've got chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. And then, main. I had, when I was in Miami once, I went to this uh, restaurant called Hole in the Wall and they did a Taco Tuesday. And to this day, they are still the best tacos. It was like a pulled pork. Mm. I love pulled pork. I was going to say something pulled pork, maybe like a pulled pork sub. Yeah. Or something like that. But I think, yeah some cold pork tacos only from that restaurant though yeah you see um i've been looking especially on like people's instagram pages and i've come across one in filey you i didn't even realize that you did a gig there at one point until oh, Tommy. tommy's and uh, yeah. looking at their menu is just so like divine it's like yep i could have that i could have that i could have that yeah, it looks insane and when i did the gig they put some food on yeah. Um, and even that was just like so nice. But um, no, I'm definitely going to have to go and try them anyway. What's it like playing a gig at like a, a restaurant type thing? Is it different to playing, playing like a, a stage or a, you know, like a pub kind of place? Um, sometimes it's, yeah, sometimes it's a bit weird when it's a restaurant. But I mean, when I did that one at Tommy's, it was, the night was just for music. Yeah. And it, and everybody that was in was just there, like they appreciate country music. So that was that was a really, really nice and fun gig. And he's got all the setup. But some yeah, some restaurants it can be a bit a bit different. Yeah. Not like fun music, I think. What's it if you had to choose like your favourite venue that you've played so far then? Hmm. You know, whether it is just whether it's in the country scene or whether it's outside the country scene, you know, what's the most fun you've had playing? Ooh. Okay. Um, my favourite venue, I would have to say, is the Hall of Earth Picture Dome, because um, the sound there is wonderful. Yeah. Um, but the most fun I've had playing, I would, yeah, I did one this year in Dublin, um, supporting Louis Berry, and the crowd were just mental. That <laughs> was like doing. In fact, it was trouble. I was singing trouble uh, at the end. And these guys were just doing Nara's jig. And like he had this scarf and he was like, this. and I was like, oh my God, what? I've never had anything like that. So that was, that was really fun. I was just like laughing. Oh. While I, was 
see that it's one place i've never been yet is ireland and that's like one of the big entices for me is to go in like a proper traditional irish bar and seeing everybody just letting loose yeah yeah we're in the the famous one's a temple bar i think and we're in there after the gig and there was just music like proper irish music and everyone just dancing having fun i would definitely go do you go on holidays much then um no i mean i've got a bit of an issue i used to um but then i had a really bad flight once <laughs> and now I go on name scared. drop name drop the airline i think it was delta it was a delta flight from yeah. miami to mexico and it wasn't even the flight, though. It was just, because I'm a bit nervous with my health anxiety, it's like any situation where I can't just get out of it. Mm-hmm. So even, like, um, the underground, things like that, it's like, oh, if anything goes wrong, I can't just walk away. So I was very nervous. And we hit an air pocket, so the plane just yeah. dropped up a bit. But in, sounds really stupid, in those 15 seconds, I 100% thought, this is it. My time has come. I'm going to die. I was right. I'm going to die on this plane. Everyone told me I was wrong and that's the plane's gone. Like, yeah. And obviously I was fine. Like however many years later, but because I've like, like sat with it, my fear of flying's got even worse. Oh. So it's something I want to have to just face and maybe take a few whiskeys and die as a fans or something. I don't know. Oh, don't, don't quote me on this, but I'm sure because I used to, work like almost like part-time as a home worker in the travel industry and i'm sure there's like a almost like a course that you can go on where they try and get you over that anxiety there is i've looked at some i mean they're not too expensive but to get anywhere worth it i guess yeah i think the thing with me is if i was in a room with nervous people going oh i don't know about this flight oh it could go wrong i'd be like no i can't like and i probably need to be surrounded by people that just don't care. Yeah. And kind of like, why are you so scared? Stop being an idiot. But if there was someone else that's hyperventilating, I'd be like, get no, get me off. I'm sorry. Sat in Turn the back hugging each other. Yeah. Like, we're both going to die together. Oh, yeah. One thing that always annoys me is, though, when people, when the plane's landed and people have to clap. Yeah, what is that? I have no idea. <laughs> it just really frustrates me. It's like... Yeah, just... yeah, I've never got that really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's not frustrating, but it's just like, why? Well done, you've done it, you've landed it, you've done your job. <laughs> like... I don't clap every time I park my car up on drive. Made it home. <laughs> parallel park. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Gee, to be honest, if I went to parallel park, I'd still clap myself because I can't do it for toffee. Yeah, yeah. No. It's when people are watching as well, isn't it? Oh, it's and the worst. It's it's like oh no and then you get you get to a point where you're par- when you're parallel parking and it's like yep i know i need to move it forward now i've i've messed this up i've messed this and you know people are watching it's like oh my jesus christ yeah you just doubt yourself <laughs> so yeah we've discussed almost every single topic going in world at the moment <laughs> so yeah. you mentioned you mentioned a second ago trouble i love trouble Trouble is such an awesome song because it's very, it's almost got like a bluesy vibe to it. Very sass. Mm. Almost sass. almost all your songs are very like sass orientated. Such a good oh. word, that. Yeah. That song, um, I wrote that. I watched, what did I watch? It was CMA Fest. Not last year, the year before. 
Um, and I saw Garth Brooks for the very first time and I'd never, never really heard of him, never really clocked his music. And I watched him perform and I was like, Jesus Christ, he is insane. Like, who is this guy? I've never seen this guy. Look at him, he's just living it, living every minute. And then I listened to it and then... Um, Thunder, Thunder. Yeah, Thunder, uh, Road. Thunder Road. Yeah, and Thunder I was Rose. listening to that. And I was like, this song is just a full story. So I kind of, it kind of intertwined with things that were going on in my life at that moment. And it was a bit of overlapping. I was like, wow, if I could pay homage to Garth storytelling, but then kind of with my own song. Yeah. Then that's, that's where that kind of came from. And then obviously the real life events that inspired it. See, hopefully, that that hopefully that's one of the songs that does get produced in the future. You know, whether it's in a year's time or whenever. And mm. I'd love to one day hear that. You know, actually laid down on a track with the whole band behind it, and then go into like a quiet moment where it's just the guitar like with that bluesy vibe. And oh, I've got so many ma- things going on in my head every time <laughs> I listen to the song. It's great. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you kind of just, mm, yeah. I'm not going to say too much, but... Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, I'll move on to another song then. Um, Imagine Paradise, where did that all come from? Imagine Paradise, that is probably one of the oldest songs that I carry through, really. I mean, a lot of the early ones, I've just a bit, you know, you listen yeah. back to my... Oh, I mentioned YouTube earlier. Well, there we yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that one, yeah, I wrote that, I think, six years ago now. And that was just, um, I wrote that about my mum. So I lost my mum when I was younger, I was 10, to cancer. Yeah. And I never, I didn't understand what was going on at the time. and was never really told. I was told, oh, you know, she's got cancer. And I was like, okay, I don't really know what that is. And then one night I just was a bit fed up, really. And I sat and locked myself in the bedroom, had a bit of a cry. Yeah. In Imagine Paradise came. I don't really know. I don't. It was just one of those songs that you didn't really have to think about. It was just how I was feeling. When you penned that song, then was it like a? Was it like you sit down and you're obviously upset? Mm. Do you just pick up the pen and paper and just open up? You just yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah. It was. It was just everything. I picked up the guitar, started picking. And that, and then it just came out. Yeah. Really that, a lot of that will contribute towards like the anxiety as well. You know, particularly. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it is that. We all kicked off from that because it was at 10 years old, I witnessed everything was fine. And then it, it was just over the period of a year where I was, I obviously didn't have an idea. And then, then unfortunately she died. And then about a year later, I started having panic, panic attacks and thinking I was going to die. And it's just, I've never, never really fixed it really. Never got over it. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a difficult topic to talk about, you know, not just death and the, the big C, mm. but the whole, you know, the other side of it as well, you know, how it affects everybody else around. It's such a big, big topic. It is, and I think, I mean, I'm, I'm completely open with all my mental health issues. You know, if anybody ever wants to talk to me, like, I, I will, I'm not bothered, because for a, lot of, for a long time, I thought it was weird, and I was weird, and 
even if people have never really experienced anxiety, I don't think they quite understand how out of control sometimes you can be with what is going on, what you're thinking. And regardless of how how much you tell yourself things, you, your brain's in control and you're not in control. Yeah. Um, and I think it does, it needs to be to talked about more it, with grief or, I mean, depression, everything that it embodies and everything that can come with it and how normal it is, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I lost my grandparents at not a young age, but a, a time of my life where I was going out into the world by myself and they were always almost like a rock and you're you're upset physically and the one thing that always used to upset me was when people were confused as to why I was so upset because it's my grandparents and then it's almost like a snap out of it and it's like the worst phrase you can tell somebody especially with depression is to snap out of it so depression and anxiety and everything is it's not a taboo topic you know it's something we can all talk about we can we've we've all suffered you know whether it's minor or major or you know you don't have to be suicidal to suffer with depression yeah you know it's i mean my twitter dms are always open you know if anybody's if anybody's feeling that way you know i've experienced it you know there's a million people out there who's experienced it as well so you're not on your own you know it's anybody can talk 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 100% my dms are open too (laughs) I mean, talking is the best. It's one thing I do love to do. Yeah, well, yeah. Especially when you think, I just, when you think you're alone as well, then yeah. like no one understands to find somebody that kind of is actually not, I get you. It's just like, okay. Yeah, that that's the main thing is that it's it's sometimes just your own head. You know, yeah. just like eating itself up thinking, you're on your own here. What, no, no one's going through this with you. You know, this is just you. This is, you know, nobody understands the pain that you're going through. But yeah, I get you. I totally get you. <laughs> I just want to come give you a hug now. Ah, do a bit, So to go on from this topic, then you've got your EP coming out mm-hmm. in the next few months. We've briefly talked about it because we can't go into too much detail is there any we've mentioned like people have asked you for songs and where they can find your music is there anything you're doing before the ep or coming up towards the ep to promote it like singles or anything well um and you can i guess you can keep this in um i have got some um i've definitely got a single coming out in um quite the near future actually and um, just so there's stuff coming out into the world and since recording the EP I've got some new material which I I really was really pleased with and proud of and I wanted to get it out so yeah exciting is there you say in the very near future are we talking I know I'm I'm pushing my boundaries you can tell me to shut the hell up if you want <laughs> But are we talking like the near next month, two month, week? Ooh, uh, okay, not not the next week. I roll that one out. Okay. Next next month. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll go from next. We'll put a range on it then between a month and <laughs> ten months. 
yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you can narrow it, yeah. You thought I was going to narrow it down like a month and three weeks. Uh, so we'll go from the 11th of June to the, the yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd be like proper June. Are we talking June 18th, uh, June 24th? <laughs> yeah, next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited for that. I, I, some artists have been when they release like singles, they do it like a rolling like every other month. You know, is there is that something you're gonna like think of like every other week, every other month? Well, I've got a plan in place. Um, again, not saying too much, but there will be um, a few releases, kind of in a bit of a in a bit of a sequence. Um, a bit different some of them so they won't just be singles and um, but it's all all mapped out before the the ep comes do you have a yeah. do you have like a date when you're going to announce this you know to the world that you know in x amount of time this is now coming um i i don't at the minute because i've been um racking my brains with distributors so i haven't got a set date because i want to make sure everything's perfectly set I've got ideas in mind like targets I'd like to hit yeah and but until everything's kind of knuckle down then I can't I don't want to put a date on it and then it not be there no 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 it's fine it's totally understandable especially this especially this period of time I mean we always I keep talking about it and I hate talking about it but I'll still talk about it the coronavirus and yeah it just ruins everything yes um going up yeah to go on from that then, you're in discussions with distributors. Do you have any form of like management behind you or do you do it all yourself? No, no, it's just, just me. Oh, wow. It's me, yeah. Who, who, your logo then, you know, Harriet Rose, who who did that? Was that like a Fiverr job or? No, so the logo, um, I've got a good friend, Dan, Dan, T- Dan Hortimer, and um it was last summer. I just said to him, "I want to have some. Like, I would love some pictures. We'll do some pictures together." And he, he does it. He's a gig photographer, and he has his own business. And we just went out and did some photos. And I said, "Look, do the logo. Could you help me?" And he just just came up with that. And I was like, "That's sick. Thanks." It's yeah. so swanky. He was like nail on the head. It was lovely. So. Does he? Has he been like helping you with like your merch and that, or has he just sent you the files and then you've done your own merch? No, he just he just did the logo, just the file, and uh, pretty much everything else. Every every the website, socials, merch, just just me. Oh wow! I mean, I've got your website up now, <laughs> and it's so smart. I mean, I can't wait till you actually start putting music on it. But everything yeah. about it's just so clean. Thank you, thank you. Better than I, I think the music, if you looked at it last night, there was some old music videos on that I've hidden them. To yeah. Be I noticed that. That's the reason why I didn't mention it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There we go. Um, so we've got the merch. I've just briefly mentioned the merch. Mm-hmm. I see everybody's tweeting and tweeting and tweeting about it. Everybody's buying it. And ev- the one thing that I absolutely love, especially what you shared, I think it was a picture. Oh God, when, when, when was it? It might have been a couple of months back. This T-shirt um, equal, equals like 4 million downloads of this song that's being streamed. You know, because yeah. merchandise is, especially during the periods now, merchandise and physical CD sales 
actually buying the song on iTunes rather than streaming it on Apple Music, for example, mm-hmm. is a higher source of income for artists than it is if you was to stream it. Yes. I mean, it's been the biggest argument, you know, other than what is country and, you know, women in country. <laughs> that's like three big arguments at the moment. And, yeah, I love what you're doing on, especially Facebook, you're sharing these images that are just so true. I mean, I think it was a Reading and Leeds Fest, an image mm-hmm. of their poster that you shared. Now, it had like it had like 30, 40, 50 male acts and like three oh, female oh yeah. acts on it. Angry about that, yeah. It's disgusting. I, yeah. I just still can't get over it. Oh, you're going to set me off on it. You're going to set me off. Yeah, it, it, I just feel like it's ignorant. Honestly, it's just ignorance. And the people that argue back, I've, God, I've got so many arguments with strangers on Facebook. Um, and there was one guy and he was like, oh, women aren't out there. And even if they are, you should you should be happy because you're a novelty and um, you're going to get booked. And I was like, oh, no, wait, no, because in my face, like, <laughs> I was, oh, God, I can't. Oh my but I, I will continue to educate. I will. I will always push for equality. Like I'm not. I won't push for women to be above men. Like that's not what I'm there for. But if it, if it's going to be equal, it's going to be equal, and you're going to do what you can to make sure it's equal because they can be like hundred percent. And even um, oh gosh, what's the uh, transmit? The director of transmit. Oh, more females need to pick up guitars. It's like. Who are you, why are you in charge of stuff like this when you're so uneducated? Like you're obviously not on the ground knowing what's going on. Yeah. And if you took the time to 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 learn what's going on, you will see that there are so many um fantastic female women on the ground trying to get the opportunities that you give to other people. Exactly. I mean set me up on the right rant, sorry. No, 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 go on a rant. This is you know, especially a lot of these program directors, you know, the ones that actually do are physically involved with the running of music on especially radio stations you know this is what they need to listen to you know this is the arguments that they need to hear and this is what needs to change now if you all you have to do is look at my podcast and see who i've interviewed and the majority of it's been female and it just shows you know for me that started in january february you know i've got these list of amazing amazing female artists and people still prefer to put men on. It's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's a difficult argument and there are a lot of, like, factors that need to be... Like, I'm not, I'm not just going to push for it. Like, there's factors. And I think the country music scene in the UK um, is, is a little bit different to America. Um, and I think it is, it is more female-led... Um, well, I, I could be wrong. I would love, you know, if someone has facts, like, please, always educate me. Um, and there are less males in the country, the, the country music scene. But I do feel like they are given more of a, more of a chance to be involved in it. They're not forgotten about, like, they are there and they are heard. Well, I hope they feel heard. I don't know. I'm talking for someone here. I should probably start. Um, but I think it's, it, it just depends on what, genre you're in I suppose into how unbalanced things may seem and things like that have you ever felt representative then 
equal. Have you ever found it difficult trying to book a gig because of being female? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Before the start of last year, when I, I kind of focused mine on the country Americana and things, I was a lot of doing a lot of indie gigs. Um, and it's... I wouldn't get booked because, you know, are you just a female with a guitar? It doesn't fit. Or I, I would get booked for lineups that just really didn't make sense. It's yeah. like, have you any thought into this? So there'd be like a full-on thrash band. And then me in the middle, like, oh, hi, yeah, it's me. And then another, like, really heavy indie band. And it's, you know, I'm all for opportunities, but it, it was a fight that it was so hard to get stuff. But even... It then became like the token female on loads of lineups. Like, oh, we've got a full lineup of men. And I've called out festivals, like really local festivals that have done it. And then there'd be like one female or two feet, like the token females just for someone to look at in between, just to break it up a bit. Yeah. To prove that the you know, equality, you know, the quotation, quotation mark. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's bad, that. That's, that's not fair. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's it's so upsetting. It's just so you just want to hit your head on a wall. You think people yeah, would have changed? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to rant again. It's just, it's, um, I mean, things are changing, but I just hope they change for the right reason. Um, and I, I don't want. I I just I if you've judged on your talent and what you can offer and it's equal then you know it's fine but I don't want it to to be a okay let's fill it with with people that just for the sake of it yeah you know so I hope things are changing but I just hope it changes and it, it's it's right when it changes I mean it's for the there's I've mentioned it on the show quite a lot you know I listen to a lot of like the country hits UK you know radio show I listen to Chris Country I listen to you know all the internet stations and they all say the same thing you know they all diversify the music playlists and the one show that I listen to in America is the Bobby Bones show and they talk they Bobby's got a mantra that he wants things to happen in I'm going to get this wording completely wrong but he wants it to be an evolution and not a revolution because a revolution always fizzles out and evolution is there to stay So, so say you know you've got a 100 artists and 10 of them are female you know mm. as long as there's a increase whether it's month on month year on year as long as it's increasing and it stays up there you know so next year it's 30 females and then the year after that it's 50 females and then the year after that it's you know it's yeah. it's about getting it to increase to a fair place and then stay at that fair place consistently you know not just for it to go oh yeah you know women have got to play in, you know, we've got to play a lot more women, let's play them for a month and then next month we'll touch well, it back and, you know, it's it's something that needs to stick and that's yes. the difficult thing. Yeah, I think it's just making sure that we're not, we don't shut up and we don't let it be. Oh, definitely, I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's a great thing with, like, the Song Suffragettes, you know. Yeah. Love what they've, you know, what they're doing. They've used, like, Taylor Swift's The Man, I mean, even just Taylor Swift's video. I mean, I love that. Oh, yeah, that was such... And then at the end, I was watching thinking, that guy looks a bit weird. He does look a bit weird. And then at the end, when he realised it's her, I was like, what? 
yeah. Did you watch the um, like behind the scenes making of that? I've seen, I haven't watched it all. I've seen snippets and like oh. when a dad's in it and stuff like that. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's on YouTube and yeah, you need to watch it. It's so, it's so bizarre seeing Taylor basically going to directors and saying, all right, so I've got, I've got to walk like this. I've got to hold my junk like this. You know, it's, yeah. it's strange. Yeah. I didn't ever think I'd see Taylor Swift doing that, you know, as pretty as she is. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, no, she did. She was a good man. She was a very good man. You should, tr- you should try it. Just for giggles, go to what? go on stage, dress as a man. You know, see how well you get through the actual gig. I, I could, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then halfway through gig, like strip off, you know, back into like female clothing and, but like, yeah, suck on see that. See who gets Suck on that transmit. <laughs> Oh yeah, cause you could apply. Oh yeah, you could apply with something like with the same music, and but then obviously just apply as a male, apply as a female, and see. That would be actually a really good thing for someone to do. Be interesting to see the actual, you know, who actually gets through and who doesn't. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. That's actually like okay. There we go. You know. I don't know if I'll do it because yeah, someone will do that. I'll try and do it. I mean, I don't have any music released whatsoever. I don't have a YouTube. I don't have. I can't sing for Toffee, but I'll try it. I'll see. I'll see if I can get on. Do like proper research. Can release it. Expose them all. (laughs) An expose. (laughs) All right. So going on from all that, I want to go into your education. Education-wise, you've not done anything really directly in music, you know, for uni. It was journalism, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Like, where did that come from? Um, well, with, with, well, okay, I'm going to be careful here. I'm not stuffing my dad. (laughs) Um, A lot of my education, my dad was always focused on having... A solid education course from day one for me it's been farming music this is where I want to be and he's always kind of kept me grounded or tried to keep me grounded with you need a plan b you need your a-levels you need employable a-levels you need to go and get a, a degree and I, ch- I, I knew somebody at the time that had done a journalism degree and it kind of sounded fun and I thought well it's still tv I could do music journalism and still be involved in that. So I'll just, I'll wing it. I'll just pick something and she's doing it. So maybe she can help me do it. Um, I hated it. Honestly, it was three years of dragging myself through a degree. And maybe when I'm older, I'll look back and be like, you know, my dad was right, but I'm, I'm not there yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I mean, we, we, all, we, we all do things and you think why on earth did I sign up to that why mm-hmm. on earth like where which uni did you go to I went to Chef Hallam Chef Hallam yeah. that's not yeah. a bad uni that though is it as a university yeah. goes it's 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 kind of up there on the I don't know what the spectrum is it UCAS spectrum you know levels grades oh, yeah yeah something like that the uni itself the facilities and what it offers it it was all right the course yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, what, what was the other people in the cast like? 
Were they fun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I got some good friends out of uni. I did. Um, but yeah, I just, if I, well, I don't know. If I could do it again, would I? Probably not. If you had to go to uni and choose a course that, like, suits you to a T, what course would that be? Something music-related. Songwriting. Yeah, music. I've looked at um, the British Institute of Modern Music thing and, like, music production or even more of the the engineering side. So I had a clue what I was doing when it came to recording. And then I could sit at home and be like, okay, I've done this. I've just mixed this. What do you think? Um, I think that would have been a lot better. And then I would have been in circles with people that had the same interest and had musical ability as well, which probably would have been pretty cool. Well, that's it. That, that, that's one thing, especially in this industry. It's not so much, well, yeah, it's what you know, but it's like who you know as well. You know, it comes oh, yeah, with it. Yeah. Definitely. Meeting the right people at the right time and connections. Is there any people that stand out in your recent past that have like helped guide you in a direction or? Um, there are lots of, it's, I've always thought about if I, if I had a minute big and I had a nice bit of money, who, what I would do with it. And there are certain individuals that have, I have to give credit to for putting me where I am and the skills I've got and the opportunities I've had. Um, I don't know, recently, is there any? I would always want to thank uh, my guitar teacher because I was a little shit. <laughs> I, I knew better than him. It was like, oh, you need to play it with these fingers. It's like, no, this is better, so I'm going to play it how I want. And he put it with me for years. Um, so I'd always want to thank Andy, Andy Starts. And he he kind of, and you've probably seen it if you've gone through my YouTube catalog or watched it, the hole in my heart, the first thing I ever did, and the first song, I, I turned up and I said, oh, I wrote a song. And he was like, you've, you've wrote a song? Kill, let's hear it. And I played it. He went, we're going to put it on YouTube. We're going to, you need to be someone. And he always pushed me. And it was like, you're in a band. You, you're going to gig. And there was one gig and I forgot the words to Hotel California. And it still haunts me to this day. <laughs> and it sent me this message about just believing in yourself. And every, every mistake, every gig is always a lesson. And just deal with it and you know it's okay I've had that experience so now if I forget the words again it is what it is um and he yeah always him and then there's probably a few more I can't think of on the start obviously obviously other than the typical relationship and your father and yeah other than that you know it's like your guitar teacher and yeah, I, I can I can see that. I probably should have said my dad actually. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. No, my dad's always always pushed me. I was thinking more connections and skills, but oh yeah, always my dad and my family. Yeah, boyfriend takes you to a lot of gigs, didn't he? I he said my first. <laughs> yeah, God, he puts up with a lot. Um I did a tour in November and he drove everywhere here there and everywhere and there was one one day I went I did the moth club in London it's quite in the berry again and we're working and then we set off about two o'clock and he drove down and we did the gig and then we drove back and he he drove wait I'm saying we had it (laughs) he drove back at like three in the morning 
and then he went to work the next day and yeah he's, he does the merch stand he did all my photos I did some like little videos of all the different tour dates on my Instagram just behind the scenes and he, he did it all bless him <laughs> he gets dragged and he does um all my all my accounting as well yeah yeah, and he, no. he keeps me in We've been doing all the merch, and uh, I under—I put all the shipping on wrong. So I went and I charged four pounds shipping, and she was like, "Is this twelve pounds?" I was like, "No, it's not, because I've charged them four pounds. So you need to make this four pounds." And he was like, "What are you doing?" So last night he was like weighing everything, or like t-shirt weighs this, yeah. this weighs this, and keeping it in check. So yeah, it helps me out a lot. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I should probably probably thank him a bit more than I do. You'll have to get him on one of your live streams, just standing there in the background with a camera. Oh, he, would, he would die. He would 100% die. Is, he, a, is yeah. he shy? Incredibly shy, yeah. He prefers being in the background. Are you living with him now there, or are you with your dad? No, so I, I live on my own, but yeah, he's here with me. Yeah. Oh, oh bless. <laughs> See, it's things like, it's people like that, you know, whether it's a boyfriend, whether it's a dad, it's people that are there supporting you through thick and thin. And always, you know, you know they're there, you can rely on them. Oh, yeah, they're invaluable, absolutely invaluable. And there's been so many times where I've just been like, just fed up, absolutely fed up. And my dad and, and Sean, they just picked me up. And it's like, what are you doing? You nutter, like, keep going. Look at what you're doing. Look at where you are. Just keep going. It's fine just part of it awesome oh bless that's that's great that's great to hear (laughs) if if you you obviously everybody listening now won't be able to see but harriet's got a bit of a blush going on oh no stop (laughs) (laughs) oh bless it's it's great to see that you know there's somebody (laughs) like i've said you know there's somebody there that you can rely on and you know that that's the main thing that's it, and that's what makes life so much easier, knowing that you can split the weight. You know, if you have a glass of water and you hold it out and, you know, it's that typical analogy, you know, it's easy if you share that glass. Yeah. You know, share the weight. All right, so we've covered pretty much, pretty much everything. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> what? What always happens is I'll ask that question. We'll always say no, no, no. Then I'll go into the end of the podcast, and then just as I click submit, putting the podcast live for everybody to listen to, there's always that moment where I go, "Oh, damn! I should have asked this question. I should have asked this yeah. one." <laughs> so I've got a little notebook in my drawer where I write the artist name, and it's like a question that I forgot to ask. So I've got like a little notebook that I'm ready, f- ready for the uh, next interview, next time I talk. No, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm always a klutz like that. I always forget everything. Yeah. Is it's there, hard on the spot though, isn't it? Is there anything that you forget when you're on stage? I know you mentioned the Hotel California lyrics. Is there anything else you forgot, like your own songs or chord structures? You know, the worst thing I do, and I did it on a live stream, and it's infuriating, is I put stuff on the wrong capo. <laughs> like so many times and I know him I, I know it off by heart and I'll I put it on I'll start singing and then I'll be like five bars and I think oh, I can't stop now 
but I, I'll know as soon as I start. I did it on the it was the SW20 country um, live stream, and it was trouble again. And I put it on the wrong capo. And I think my face, when I watched it back, you could see my face dropping. I'm just like, you idiot. It don't sound the same. It don't sound the same. It don't sound as good. You can't black, you can't see it as good. What are you doing? But yeah, I do that quite a lot. See, it's funny you say that because I've watched that video quite a lot and you can't see. I mean, you see your face drop, but it just still sounds, because the way you project your voice, you know, it still sounds like it should, you know, because you can, obviously when you, anybody who doesn't play a guitar, you know, the capo is the um, the thing that you put on your strings to change the the bar, so you can put it like the second fret, yeah, the third fret, etc. And it just basically whenever you put it higher down the scale, you've just got to ha- sing in a higher key, basically. And yeah, you can't really, can't, you couldn't really tell. I mean, I, I'm not musically trained in the ear, so <laughs> I just I sing I, along anyhow. Unless you like, I think if, if you knew the song really, really, really like, with, knew the song and you'd listen to it over and over again, then you could have a, like a side by side comparison. I don't think you'd. Maybe you would notice. I don't know. I don't think anybody would really notice. One but thing, I did. One thing I noticed, though, on your when you do your song set list, I think it is that you send out with your merch. You actually write the capo number next to some of the songs. But yeah, that I did. I, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't normally have a set list at gigs. I'm normally on the phone. Just I throw it on Not the floor. Um, but I thought because I played two new songs on that one um, that I. Yeah, the first ever play, and I think they might be quite important songs. Now that I'm dropping in a hint there, but so I, I thought I'd, I'd write the couple on them too because I, I get nervous when I'm playing a new song live because I just think I don't know, it's not set. You haven't done the first reveal, yeah. so I needed to get the couple right, otherwise I'd be singing it wrong and things like that. Well, if anybody missed that, that's a big hint to buy merch. For you know future reasons, you know buy the merch. Go on the website harrietrosegrant.co.uk. Buy the merch. Oh, oh, oh I've just <laughs> this might I've just changed the domain name, so it's um, harrietrosemusic.co.uk. Ah, Harriet Rose. Yeah. Everybody, listen to that harrietrosemusic.co.uk. Go to the I'm shop good. and buy merch. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that plug. <laughs> just gonna keep plugging it. That's what we're here for: is to plug your music, plug. Plug you, really. Plug you in the wall. <laughs> Last thing I want to talk about is songwriting. As yeah. a singer-songwriter, you'll have your own rituals, the way you go about things, the way you write a song. You know, some people have melodies, etc. How do you wake up in the morning, write a song? You know, what's the, what's the whole process for you? Sometimes it, it does vary a little bit. More often than not, I will just be feeling something. Um, or I'll have just gone through something, experienced something, just at a moment in time. And I think, I just need to write about this. And I'll pick up the guitar and I'll lock myself either in this room that no one can see, or in my bedroom, and then just write. And I normally start with some lyric ideas and then just pick away. Um, sometimes it's a bit different. Sometimes I'll I'll be driving and then I'll I'll start singing a song. Like, oh, this this I need to write this down. And I'll I mean I've got thousands of voice memos, and then I'll try and fit the guitar to what I've made up. And a lot of the times it just kind of like word from it. I don't know. I just pick up the guitar and play a song. What, 
What's your favorite way of writing a song down then? Is it doing it through voice memos or is it actually with a pen and paper? Bit of both. Voice memos are really convenient because sometimes you just, you'll say a lyric and be like, oh, that, that was a good lyric. I like that. But then if you don't keep it, like I'll just forget it and I'll change it and it'll not be what it was. And I used to, I've got a songbook. Is it in here? Um, I've got a songbook and it's random. I used to just write everything all the time. But then it was just being quick enough to to write. And it kind of stops you in your track a little bit if you just kind of flow and you're like, oh, I'll have to write that down. Keep it like it down. Whereas voice memos, you can just leave them running for like 10 minutes. Where's the strangest place you've actually sat either with a pen and paper or with, a, with your phone recording and you've thought of some lyrics? Where's the most randomest place you've done that? Um... um, um. Probably in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, I had like this idea, and now I was just like, "Just get the phone up and quietly sang it." Quietly, you should have belted out loud. You should have almost gone on the tannoy and put the phone next to the speaker. Oh yeah, could have been famous like Mason Ramsey for doing that yodeling in the supermarket. Exactly, that's that's where it all starts. Instead <laughs> of Walmart, it's Asda. <laughs> Can't beat an Asda. Oh, um, going on from there then. What is the quickest song you've wrote? You know, how quick is the quickest song where you've sat down, you've thought, okay, I need to write this song. You know, I've got this idea in my mind. And then the follow-up question from that would be, you know, what is, have you had a song where it's just taken you days and days and days? Obviously, you can't tell us too much information if it's included in the new EP. <sighs> yeah. Um, the quickest two songs um, about half an hour, Imagine Paradise and Small Talk. Small Talk just that came out. Um, the longest one, only for guitar reasons, is probably Trouble because it is two paces. And at the start of it, it took me quite a bit over a week or so to try and find something that worked and until I got the lick at the start which ran into the like the um <laughs> oh well yeah the, the start of it when I got dampen it um it just it didn't work as a song and it sounded messy and all over but yeah that probably took the longest to try and be happy with it and play it live like in Trouble, the dampening of the strings and the whole, that, like I mentioned, bluesy riff to it. Yeah. Is that the kind of things you'd learn in, like, your guitar lessons? Um, not really. No, you've done yourself then? Yeah, it's just through, through playing. And when I first started guitar, Andy said to me, he said, do you want to learn to play guitar or do you just, just want to play guitar? And at the time I said, well, I just want to play. Like, I want to be able to play Taylor Swift songs. Mm-hmm. I just want to chords uh, and it was every day every time I'd go in it'd be like I've got another song I want to learn so can I learn this song by this person can I learn this Paramore song can I learn this and so I learned my technique and skill via the songs I wanted to sing so it was a really really fun way to learn yeah and then, um I decided back in 2015 before I went off to uni to um do my grade eight I thought that I'll, just, I'll get it over and done with um, which is all the, the theory stuff, all the stuff that matters. When I went off to America instead, so I didn't sit the exam. 
really. That was a bit of a waste, but yeah. Oh, never, never a waste. Never. It was a little bit because I, I just forgot it all. So now when people go to, when I've got the capo on and they're like, oh, what's that? What key is that in? Just so I know because we're going to record our garden, huh? <laughs> it's just a capo. It's just this. It's in this shape. Let me count. I'll count for. Okay, there we go. Whereas really, it should be ingrained in my mind. But, I can't yeah. remember anything like that. I can just barely remember the strings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you need. Oh. Who's want to play all right, last thing I want to mention now is completely away from music. It's as far away from music as you can physically get. And it's to do with like the city area you live in. And obviously people can't see what I'm wearing right now, but it's a Leeds United football top because I support Leeds United. As a Yorkshire lass, who is it that you support? I'm a Sheffield United fan. Sheffield United. Lid. One question I want to ask, and it's been it's been sitting with me for the past hour now. We've been talking. Why Sheffield United, not Sheffield Wednesday? No. Well, um, why? Just common sense, really. <laughs> Love it. There's <laughs> nothing more to say on that. Is it is it a family thing? You know, is it passed down through family? Uh, well. My family's split between um, Barnsley, Sheffield United, and Sheffield Wednesday, uh, but my dad was Sheffield United. So. Oh, fair enough. At least you didn't yeah. go Barnsley end. Yeah, could have been worse, and it could have been bad. If you had to choose, then this. Oh god. If you had to choose between Leeds United or Barnsley, who would it be? Barnsley. Sorry. But why? Why? Sorry. Come on, you know you knew what that was the answer. You can't. It's Leeds. Dirty Leeds. Everybody loves to hate Leeds. Love it. it is just a thing, isn't it? It is. It's like Wednesday in Leeds in Yorkshire. But I think, oh, I'm probably like... Go on then. Sheffield. Obviously, Sheffield. Sheffield Wednesday is one of United's worst, you know, like biggest rivalries, obviously, because it's the same city rivalry. Who would, you yeah. support, who would you rather play against and who would you rather support if you didn't support Sheffield United? Would it be Sheffield Wednesday or would it be Leeds? That is, that is like, what a horrendous question. God, I don't even want to answer that. There's like <laughs> I'd dirt rather not, <laughs> I'd rather not support football at all. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I could, I could never say Wednesday. I could never, I could never support Wednesday. Well, no. we're, we're it was just... the whole thing when, when we were battling and then... Um, it was like, oh, you know, you should be proud that um, a, a team from Sheffield could go, well, why would you want the other one to fail? And it was the same with Barnsley. And it was like, it's a local team. It's, it's like, no, like, it's the whole point of football and rivalries. Your team is your, your soul, you, who you love. To yeah. say when you are. But yeah, it's like, mm, sorry. No, I get that. You still haven't answered the question. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a problem. Oh, God. Like, Elise, please. There we go. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. yeah. That's all that matters, you know. But, I mean, I've got friends who support Sheffield Wednesday because I used to live in on the outskirts of Barnsley in a place called Ingbertworth, and a lot of my mm-hmm. friends are Barnsleyites and 
Sheffieldites and yeah, I've always my family's always like grown up. It's my family's a strange one because my my mum she supports Aston Villa because that's where I'm actually originally from Birmingham. I'm from West Bromwich. Oh, right, right. I moved up to Leeds when I was five, so. Um, but that's the reason why I spot Leeds because it was that kind of era when I was getting into football and I lived in Leeds at the time and it was like, yeah, I spot Leeds and then Leeds was in the in the what was, you know, the first division when I was born and then it went into the premiership and then we then got relegated in 2004 and then who knows, who knows? We might be in the premiership. Uh, uh. Yeah. See, that just makes you so sad. I love it. <laughs> I bet there's so many people listening to this now from like Sheffield who support Sheffield United. I know you've got some fans on Twitter that do support Sheffield United. And they're probably just listening to this thing now and that's it now for forever and ever. They're never going to listen to me again because I support Leeds. Well, they're probably going to hate me too because you made me say I support Leeds. <laughs> no, nobody can hate you. You know, you've got... You've got such a cracking voice, and this year and next year and the future coming up is going to be so so exciting for you. I can't wait to see how much you blossom. Thank you. I, I do hope that, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun fun journey. I think awesome. if, it, if it all goes all goes to plan and all goes well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> That's the main thing. Is we've all got like a a plan in mind, you know, of how we want it to go and how we expect it to go. And, you know, if it follows at least some part of that curve, you know, it's, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. And the one thing that matters is you're making something you love. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and enjoy it along the way. All right. <laughs> so, Harriet H, where can we find you on the socials? Um, so, all my socials are just Harriet Rose or Harriet Rose Music. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and then I've got my website as well, which is harrietrosemusic.com. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute... (laughs) It's been fun talking to you. (laughs) It's been good. Talking about all sorts. I'm glad I got the leads out you at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I can't wait to actually see you gigging live and not just on live streams. Yeah, real life gig. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. It can't I've, made, well, I've met so many new people as well through this, which is really bizarre. People that I might not have come across it, just gigging normally, but I can't wait until like, it's a real gig and I'm like, oh, it's you. I yeah. met you at, through Zoom and now I can see you. <laughs> That's the main thing. It's gonna, we're actually going to meet up and then it's going to be like, oh, you're wearing your lead shirt again. Well, yeah, that's... You'll be able to spot me from a mile away. That's the main thing. Well, yeah. Because everybody be throwing tomatoes at me. (laughs) Everybody boo that guy in the shirt. Everybody boo him. Cheer me. (laughs) I'll be be cheering loud for you anyhow. That's the main thing. Oh, you now I sound like a horrible person. You see, that's it. I mean, I just try my hardest to be nice and I try my hardest to... So towards the end of this podcast, I like to ask a couple of questions. I like to see what happens on people's nights out. So it's like the start of a night out and then it goes through the night and then it ends up like the next morning kind of thing. Now, you've already given me some of your answers earlier. 
um, regarding coffee and tea, you don't normally drink coffee and tea. That's like towards the end of it, you know, what would you rather drink? Now, at the start of a night out, you go out for a drink. What drinks do you drink? What is your like go-to alcoholic drink? I've got to is a Southern Comfort with lemonade and lime juice. Lemonade and lime juice? Yeah, yeah. That is... Why don't you just go for something like Sprite or 7-Up? You know, that's <laughs> already like a lemon and lime. <laughs> it would be cheaper. It would be a lot cheaper, actually. Um, don't get drunk, though, does it? No. No, that, that's fair, fair, fair play. I mean, I do love a good Southern Comfort. Yeah, Southern Comfort. Or just general whiskey, whiskey and coke, or um, as the night goes on, sambuca. Sambuca. Oh. I do love sambuca. But what about tequila? Then? If you're a sambuca fan, doesn't have the same burn. Yeah, but sambuca is just like pure aniseed. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with tequila. I do like tequila, but yeah. No, fair play. I mean, we all have our things. I mean, mine's a. Mine's a Jack Daniels and Diet Coke normally. You know, mm-hmm. if I go to the social club round here. Um, yeah, and then if I drink, if I was to drink like lager, it'd be like Budweiser, so pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> boring. All right, going on from there, if you had to choose between a venue, you know, what would you rather go and spend the night in? Would you rather spend the night in a bar? Would you rather spend the night in a pub? Or would you rather spend the night in a club? Oh, I think not not a club. Not, not a club. Back. A clubbing day is done for you now, then. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't. Hope not. She's not been into it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Just, but I hope not. Yeah, I'm a bit old now. <laughs> I still go at clubbing, yeah. Yeah, go clubbing. <laughs> go around chef, club, club. Yeah. Go on, no. what, so either a pub or a bar? I'd say a bar. A bar. Unless the pub has good vibes, but bar. Yeah, I, yeah, fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Is there any, like, do you want to name drop any of your favourite bars around? Or are you going to keep that secret in case you get stalkers? <laughs> but, uh, I'll chat out Leadmill. Leadmill's good. Oh, Leadmill. Oh. That's like the go-to place for indie artists in in the north, in the UK. That's yeah. I mean, we, we we talked about <laughs> we talked about Arctic Monkeys earlier, and I'm sure that's like their first like gig kind of place was Leadmill. Yes, yeah, I'm like that. I'm only played most. In uh, Sheffield, I think Leadmill's got. They played an important part in one of the gigs, one mm. of the big gigs. I'm sure it's that. No, I can't. I can't remember. It's years ago now. That was like two. <laughs> oh, it might be plug. I can't remember. I can't remember. It's years ago now. That. That. This is just literally off the cuff. Yeah. All right. Going on from the um, the bar. You've had your skin full, you're feeling a bit tipsy, you're walking home, and you think, hmm, I'm a bit hungry. What do you have? Pizza or chicken and chips. Chicken nuggets and chips. Is that from like a where you cook it at home, you know, which you shouldn't do because, you know, you should oh. never use utensils intoxicated? Or do you go to a 
restaurant, yeah. fast food thing. Yeah, fast food. Fast food. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next day, then you've had your chicken and chips. You, you, you've got over your hangover. I then asking her, what do you have in the morning to get rid of your hangover? Now, normally it's like tea or coffee, but you've said earlier you don't drink it. So, what do you have in the morning? Well, by the time I wake up, it's normally afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good night so out I, then. Yeah, most of the time when I was at uni, um, it would be, and I'd go for Mackey D's. Oh, Mackey D's. Yeah. Have you been to any that's been opened yet? I haven't, no. I nearly came, I nearly did the other night. I was like, I, just, I want a chicken sandwich meal. That's what I'm not, I don't want it. I don't want to sit in the queue. That's the craziest thing is the queues. I mean, there's one near me, uh, near Selby, and the queue goes, like, between all the shops, all the cars that go, you know, going round the drive-thru. It's just, you have to, like, drive an extra mile around just to park up at the other shops you want to go to. If I want to go to Aldi, I'm screwed. I think, like, what's scary about that is that's just McDonald's. Like, when everything opens next week, is everyone just going to walk to it all? that's the frustrating thing you know it's it makes it so much more difficult for everything else i mean it's mcdonald's yeah. i mean yeah i've missed it but, yeah, but it's not it's gonna be open now again isn't it so like it's here to stay exactly it's not like they're gonna close it tomorrow you know you best get this food quick it's going yeah <laughs> i don't want a mcdonald's now though. if you had to choose them between Going to a fast food place like McDonald's, KFC, Pizza Hut, etc., or going to like a sit-down restaurant like I want to say Frankie and Benny's, but they've now closed down, haven't they? Um, Nando's, TGI's, that kind of restaurant. You know, what would yeah. you rather do? Uh, definitely sit down. Sit down. Where's your favourite kind of restaurant to sit down? Then is it a cheeky Nando's? Nando's. Such a horrible yeah, phrase. All of the TGI Fridays, Jack Daniel's sauce. Oh, the best. That is the yeah. best sauce. Yeah. No, yeah, TGI. I'll go I love that. Love that answer. All right, I think that's all the questions. <laughs> thank you, Harriet, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. No, thank you. Thank you. Everybody, everybody take care, and I'll see you all next time. Goodbye. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chats on all things country music.